evening, good morning, good night, happy Easter, wherever, whatever time of year you're listening to this. Uh, man, what uh, what a wild and woolly time we're living in. Just, just crazy, crazy stuff. This is Americana, the American way. I'm Big John. Uh, you are listening on Anchor.fm or who knows what podcast platform. I'm on the Rumble. I'm on YouTube. If you want to look at me while you're um, on Twitter, you can find me at the real underscore Big John. I don't know why I always shrug this shoulder when I'm nervous or thinking. What? I always shrug my left shoulder. Anyways, um, someday parlor may be back online. So if you're listening to me on that day, <laughs> it is uh, at the real big John, all one word there. Uh, you know, frankly, uh, with this all this social media stuff, sh- stuff that's going on. Um, you know, it's like, man, you got, you know, 752,000 other things they're trying to replace uh, Twitter and all these things. And uh, frankly, Parler was the only one that came close. Um, it honestly, after I yawn, um, I'm debating about looking into MySpace. It's still out there. It's a different... I've heard it's a different format. And it's all about... uh, It was all about music. But I've heard they're now all about podcasting and music. Um, Sorry, I have a... Obsession with cleaning my fingernails. Um... So, what we going to holler at you about? We got, like, uh, Biden signed some wild executive orders. Um, you know, Obama and Trump overused the executive order, in my opinion. But, I mean, 25 on their first day in office is, like beyond a presidential record uh, Trump did it quite a bit but the thing is the damnedest thing is the stuff Biden's doing is hurting people <laughs> I, I don't get it um, well we'll get it here in a minute because I, I, I understand why he's doing it and I'm going to try to make you understand uh, we've got this whole uh, other topic about deprogramming Trump supporters, and what that to me, what that means is we need to be reprogrammed and indoctrinated into the new liberal way of thinking or whatever. That's gonna get fun. Uh, 
And along those lines, there's a group of uh, literary smart people, I guess, people that think they're smarter than the rest of us. That ha- There's 500 of them. They've asked uh, publishers not to publish any books from members of the Trump administration, which is unheard of. The entire administration... But you've got, uh, we'll get into that. And then lastly and not leastly, I told you so, Dominion voting systems are suing, or is suing, uh, Rudy Giuliani. I'm surprised they're not suing Trump, but that may be next to come. I I don't know. Uh, so let's talk about Biden and these executive orders here's the thing I had to take a little cigar break there to gather my thoughts let's look at this Biden signed an executive order Repealing or changing Donald Trump's executive order that lowered the uh, prices of prescription medications, particularly EpiPens and insulin. Now, you've had people go out there um, right before you know Trump signed his executive order. They, uh, there was at least one guy I've I've heard of read I read about it and stuff when it happened. He, he was taking like half of his dosage of insulin or something like that to try and stretch it out. He started a, a GoFundMe page asking people to donate money to his insulin cause to buy his insulin. Um, things like that. <coughs> and of course with the Democrats there was the outpouring and outcry. Well, see, this is why we needed the Affordable Care Act. It wasn't affordable and it didn't care for anything. Uh, but that's another topic. You you look at, you know, they, they complained, you know, that Trump was trying to roll back Obamacare, that Trump was trying to... Obamacare and the Affordable Care Act are the same thing, by the way. I use the two names interchangeably. Uh, he was trying to roll back the Affordable Care Act. He did away with the individual mandate. Uh, when the great Paul Ryan replaced John Crybaby Boehner as Speaker of the House, they failed to pass uh, repeal and replace uh, of Obamacare. Now, later on in a, uh, a spending bill, they did s- sneak in there the uh, repealing of the individual mandate, okay? And then years, a couple years later, actually it was probably his third year as president, Trump signed this executive order ordering you know, the prices of drugs to be lowered. EpiPens... Okay, it's it's epinephrine, 
in a, a needle that you can administer to yourself if you have an allergic reaction. And it's a life-saving medication. It's an emergency life-saving medication. And if you're someone who has uh, an allergy to like uh, bee stings, that's the one I know it most for. Um, some people have a, a bad allergy to um, latex. Like if a doctor accidentally puts on latex gloves and touches them. Or they touch something latex. Whatever. You get it. It's a really big pen. You take the cap off one end. There's a big needle that can go through like denim jeans and things of that nature. So you don't have to put it into, you, know, you don't have to pull your pants down and give yourself a shot. And then on you unscrew the other end and you jam it as hard as you can into your thigh and the needle goes into you. This dose of epinephrine goes into your bloodstream and it saves your life. These pens started out fairly affordable. And then as they became more popular, one company had the patent, which the CEO ended up being uh, Senator Joe Manchin's daughter. And the EpiPens went from, you know, under $100 to over $1,000 in cost. Uh, I, I mean... The profits of the company went up ridiculous because there was really only one place you could buy a good EpiPen. It was this one company. But Trump drew the ire of drug companies by signing this executive order. Now Biden undoes it. Why would he do that? Why would he raise the cost of EpiPen's and insulin on millions of people because he doesn't care about you, the individual. He doesn't care about people as a whole like he says he does. He cares about an agenda, the means to an end, the means to an end. See, if enough people die for lack of EpiPens, if EpiPens get expensive enough again, if insulin is expensive enough, if enough people die from lack of insulin, a lot of, a lot of choice words are coming into my head right now. But the means to an end is where I was going. This is what you are to them. If you suffer enough, you will reach out to the government for help. And then you will support universal health care, single payer health care, Medicare for all. Remember, Biden says. In, in one of the debates, 
one of his few coherent moments if Trump would have just shut the hell up and let Biden bury himself. Oh, they would have had to steal more votes. But anyways, uh, Biden flat out said, you know, he wants to repeal Obamacare. I want to expand it. I want Medicare for everybody. What's the slowest, most difficult insurance to deal with? Medicare. What's the one insurance? Now it's all of them, thanks to the Affordable Care Act. But originally, there was only one insurance program where you had to mandatory buy a supplemental insurance to back it up. Medicare. And he wants Medicare for everybody? Hell, if that happens, I might go back into a supplemental insurance game. Because it'll be off the charts. It'll be ridiculous. Because if you know... any senior citizen that's had Medicare what do they have to buy to go along with Medicare they have to buy a AARP supplemental insurance which a don't don't get me started on AARP they're a piece of poop um you know they, they say they're so I'll, I'll get off on this subject and then I'll wrap up uh, but moving off of my main point, AARP, my grandmother paid into AARP, uh, life insurance for many, many, many moons. She had like just a little, you know, like ten, twenty thousand $20,000 policy. When she turned 80 years old, Medicare or pardon me, AARP, ARP, as it's sometimes called, uh, AARP dropped the um, amount of her life insurance from the 10000 or 20000 that she had paid into for years. They dropped it to $2,000 because she turned 80 years old. And they're the ones that are saying, oh, we're fighting for senior citizens. And not only did she have their life insurance, but she every month paid a membership fee to be an, a member of AARP and poor grandma she she passed away five uh, seven years seven years ago God rest her soul she she paid into a met an AARP membership on top of her health insurance that she had through them that they screwed her over on she was a member of their organization because she said, oh no, I've got to be a, you have to be a member of that. You have to make, grandma, why do you, why are you paying two bills to AARP, a membership and life insurance? Oh, you've got to have a membership. I'm like, but I mean, you have to have a membership in order to have their life insurance. And she's like, oh no, no, they're fighting for us. They're fighting for us. They're down there in Washington fighting for us. 
Yeah, great fight, ARP. Then, you know how expensive it is for an 80-year-old to get health or life insurance? On top of her AARP that she paid into for years and continued to pay into for that measly $2,000, she then had to go out and find another life insurance policy that would actually cover the cost of her funeral. A little $10,000 final expense insurance was like over $100 a month for an 80-year-old person. Yeah, so AARP, you're really fighting for seniors. You cut the the premium on their life, or the, not the premium, the benefit on their life insurance by $8,000 when they turn 80 years old. Way to fight for seniors, you pricks. But back to this other prick. Joe Biden, he doesn't care about you guys. He does not care about me. He doesn't care about the people who are listening to this Watching my lovely face on the YouTube and Rumble. No, he cares about an agenda. If enough people are hurt by the cost of medicine, medication, EpiPens, uh, insulin, uh, going to the doctor, whatever it is, then you will come clamoring to the government and say, Give us free health care, oh government. You said you could give us Medicare for all. We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll grovel at your feet. And then they got you. They got you hooked. And when they control your health, when they control your health, they control everything in your life. And you want the government... To be in charge of your medical wellness, your health. You see how much they care when they rolled back the executive order that lowered prescription medication costs. There were a lot of Trump executive orders he could have rolled back. But they don't care. That had to be one of the first ones because that opens the door to... A met an Obamacare expansion. It opens the door to Medicare for all because now they're gonna think, make you think, oh, we need the government's help. Man, this is sad. this is heartbreaking stuff, guys. It's it's a a government official that's not all there. Uh, in my opinion, seems befuddled and confused all the time. I mean, I was just riding riding with somebody, total stranger, from New York City, where he moved here to Ohio. And he said, what do you think of our new president? And of course I lied and said, well, you know, I'll give him a chance. I mean, I don't have any choice. I have to give him a chance, right? He's the president. It's done. It's it's a done deal. Uh, but he said, you know, I I don't think he's going to be there very long. You know, I think it. You know, he was just the the front man to get that Kamala to be president, and uh, in a few months he's going to uh, either you know quit or they're going to impeach him too. 
And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, they might, you know. And this guy's like, yeah, when he was, you know, talking to Trump, the guy didn't know much about politics because he, he kept calling debates talks. When he was talking to Trump, uh, you know, he's, he just seemed confused, like he didn't know the answers, like he had to really think. And yeah, I agree with the guy, but it is what it is. What can I said? This was a, a an interest. Something else was interesting to me. There's this whole heap and helping of uh, ideals, ideas that we need to reprogram or deprogram uh, Trump supporters. And the first person I heard talk about it was. Uh, Representative Ocasio Cortez. Um, when she was on one of her Instagram babble sessions live streaming. And uh, she was sober this time, not like the time she was boozing, times uh, that she was boozing on wine and putting together IKEA furniture. But anyhow. Uh, I was watching the Greg Gutfield show uh, on YouTube, and he was talking about you know the the people that suffer from Trump derangement syndrome have been saying uh, that we need to reprogram or deprogram Americans. And this is what John Brennan had to say. Can't, John Brennan has some new names for us Trumpers, Trump supporters some new allegations against us some new comparisons if you will Uh, for those of you that don't know uh, John Brennan was the head of the CIA uh, during the Obama administration and he was on some show rattling off some things uh, about the Trump movement, and it's like he was calling us names and making threats with us. Uh, he sa- said that the Trump movement is like a terrorist insurrection overseas that germinates into other parts of the country. So, whatever part of the country we started in, we're going to now germinate or you know, our seeds are going to blow in the wind and, uh, what do they call it, cross-pollinate and fall into the soil and other parts of the country and we're going to grow and germinate around the country. Ooh, spooky. We're like, we're like a disease, like a bad weed. Like a, a, a poisonous flower germinating around the country, says John Brennan. Oy vey. And he said that we will form an unholy alliance. That's a quote from him. They form an unholy alliance. Of He, he was comparing us to, again like terrorists or insurgents overseas, okay? He said that they germinate in other parts of the country. 
they form an unholy alliance. Talking about, you know, these factions in other countries, but saying that this is what the Trumpers are like. We form an unholy alliance with religious extremists. Ooh, sounds kind of like the religious right. The the, the religious extremist. Remember I always talk about how when I first got into politics, the, the conservative base of the Republican Party was called the religious right. Ooh, and he, you know, Democrats and liberals and even moderate Republicans didn't like the religious right. But overseas, when insurgents try to overtake a government, they form an unholy alliance. And this is what the Trumpers are going to do in America. An unholy alliance of extremists, religious extremists, authoritarians, fascists, oh boy, bigots, I hate bigots and crackers, racists, I hate racists too, nativists, that's a new one, I haven't heard of that one, and even libertarians, he said. So let me go through this all without disrupting with my opinions. John Brennan, former head of the CIA under Obama, said that the Trump movement is like an insurgency in other countries. They germinate in other parts of the country and they begin to form unholy alliances with religious extremists, authoritarians, fascists, bigots, racists, nativists, and even libertarians. <laughs> the uh, secrets that are told that never do unfold, John Brennan. You're on to us. I wish I could cue up that song, They're Coming to Take Me Away, ha-ha, hee-hee, ho-ho. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha, ha-ha, hee-hee, ho-ho. You ever hear that creepy, spooky song? That's a spooky song. Uh, this other ditz, I can't stand her, and I haven't for years. Katie Couric, or Couric, or Couric, or however you pronounce it. I ain't know what... Where is she? I thought she disappeared. I thought she retired. Uh, and uh, she was saying that we need to deprogram these people who signed up for the Trump cult. That we need to be deprogrammed. Why? Because I differ from your opinion, Katie? Let me tell you about Katie Kirk. And I was like, uh, you know, grew up in the 80s and 90s. And uh, Katie Couric, um, there was another girl that was chosen before her to replace um, this lady that did the ABC or NBC, pardon me, morning news. Uh, and that girl was so stressed out and overwhelmed by replacing um, a legend 
and I can't even remember who the legend was now, but Katie was actually the second person to replace this legendary uh, woman on the ABC Today, or NBC Today show. Gosh darn it. Um, And Katie was part of the Clinton cult in the 1990s. Those of you that don't remember or weren't alive uh, for that unfortunate era, we were all brainwashed and told Bubba Bill Clinton was the next John F. Kennedy. He was going to be the the big progressive president. He was going to give us all national health care. He was going to put a man on Pluto. Kennedy put a man on the moon. Clinton was going to put us on the sun. I don't know. But she was one of these reporters that talked about how handsome and young and vibrant Bill Clinton was and how he had these big, strong, but yet soft hands and how he looked into your eyes and was like gazing into the stars when he looked you in the eye. And I remember Paula Jones came out and she was somebody that Bill Clinton had sexual relations with in Arkansas. And there was a group of Arkansas state troopers that got a book deal. The problem was they weren't very bright. And after they got their book deal, they went on every talk show you can imagine telling their story. Well, then the publisher of the book said, You've given the story away for free. We're not going to publish this book because now everybody knows it. So one of the troopers, after they lost the book deal, said, Well, you know, I um, I didn't really witness him doing these things where he would send state patrol out to pull over pretty women to bring them back to him. I wasn't really a part of that. And Katie Couric is interviewing this guy one day on the Today Show. And he, he, he says, well, you know, I wasn't there. I, I don't know that it happened. I said I was there, but I wasn't. And she leaps forward in her chair and says, so you mean he didn't do this? He, he, he didn't really do this? She's just making this all up? And she's got this big... Katie Kurtz smile on her face and she's leaning forward hoping and just so happy that maybe her her crush Bill Clinton was innocent and this guy was there to proclaim Bill Clinton's innocence now Bill Clinton ended up paying Paula Jones 800,000 bones to shut up and stop suing him well is that really reporting, Katie Kirk? Is that uh, is that cultish to think that you know you want so badly that you're bounding out of your chair like a enthusiastic teenage girl to say that your hero, your your crush, is innocent of the accusation? Is that professional journalism? Did you need to be deprogrammed from the Bill Clinton cult? Because Bill Clinton was a piece of crap. He was trash. 
you you know allegation after allegation came out against him for you know harassment rape he lied under oath about having an affair with a White House intern and and got impeached for perjury and obstruction of justice. Yes. He was impeached for perjury and obstruction of justice, not oral sex, people. You pervs. Get your minds out of the gutter. The impeachment of Bill Clinton was for actual high crimes and misdemeanors. Then... CNN had on a feller by the name of Stephen Hassan. Hassan Chop. Oh, this is a Bugs Bunny um, reference. You probably can't find that on the internet, but Stephen Hassan, director of Freedom of Mind Resource Center. Oh, boy. He says that us Trumpers, he, he says of us Trumpers, they were deceptively recruited by an authoritarian political cult. All of America needs deprogramming because we've all been affected negatively. We've all been negatively influenced, pardon me, by Donald Trump. Let me let me read that quote again. They were deceptively recruited by an authoritarian political cult. All of America needs deprogramming because we've all been negatively influenced by Donald Trump. This dude looks like one of the kids that was picked last to play dodgeball, alright? This guy is wackadoo. I can make my own decisions. And most people who voted for Donald Trump the second time, 75 million of us, 12 million more than voted for him the first time, which is a record in presidential election history... No one in presidential election history has ever gotten that many votes. And I believe every 75 million vote for Donald Trump was legitimate. That would have been a record for presidential votes. Also, it's a record for votes in a second term. Or votes while running for a second term. No president in their second attempt got 12 million votes more than they did their first attempt. So I don't think it's possible to deceive and brainwash 75 million people. Okay? We never met Donald Trump. A lot of us didn't like him. He was the lesser of two evils when he ran against Hillary. For some people. 
But when you listened to Donald Trump speak, he loved America more than any president I've ever seen. Maybe with the exception of Ronald Reagan. But he he tops Reagan. Reagan would be like Trump 1.5. Okay? We've also got this group of people, 500 or so, that want to ban books now. Boy, don't we live in a free country. There's a group called, uh, calling themselves No Books for Traders. 500 literary types who signed a letter and sent it to publishing companies saying no books by members of the Trump administration. What next? Will, will, these, will liberals and the government start burning books written by Trump Trumpers or by his administration? Is that where we're headed in America? Are we going to start burning books? We're trying to ban people from writing books. Are they going to burn books next? Oi, 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 oi. Where is this country going to? To hell, to, we've already been to hell in a handbasket, and Trump kind of pulled the handbasket out of hell, but man, th- th- this Biden bunch, this whole left-wing, liberal, radical, socialist bunch, they've taken the basket out of Trump's hand, and they put a they put a brick in the bottom of that basket, and it's... It's flying to hell now. It, I mean, we're we're going. We're not going to hell in a handbasket. We're going to hell in the Millennium Falcon at light speed. Man, man. So let's change gears on something slightly serious. Rudy Giuliani, my boy, America's mayor. The hero of September 11th. Uh, Many heroes that day, but Rudy Giuliani literally crawled out of the the basement of the remnants of the World Trade Center that day uh, thanks to a, a godly chance miracle meeting of a maintenance worker who knew all of the back... Uh, routes in and out of the the World Trade Center all the the passageways that you would only know if you were a seasoned uh, laborer who worked in the bowels of that complex on a daily basis for years and this man uh, led Rudy and his troop out into the street uh, and you can remember Rudy directing the city of New York from, you know, the street and there were cameras following him and Rudy's going, hey, let's head down this way and people were going, what's, what's your message to New Yorkers right now? And he's, you know, he's trying to hold the city together as he's trying to find his way to some safe haven where he can set up a, a an emergency headquarters. Well, anyways, good old Rudy was chosen by President Trump to be his chief lawyer. And frankly, Rudy was more uh, a figurehead type attorney. 
in my opinion. He he was there to kind of lead the way, but also just be a, a face, a face that you knew. Uh, you know, I love Rudy. He's slowed down a bit over the years, though. Uh, you can see it when he's talking. He's not as crisp and sharp as he was on 9-11. Um, there's a, a, a kind of funny, kind of sad, just kind of a picture of Rudy uh, at one of his press conferences, and it was hot and sweaty and sweaty and hot, and uh, Rudy dyes his hair, okay? I was wondering how he kept it so black all these years. Well, anyways, with the sweat dripping from his hair, you can see his hair dye running down his cheek, and he's trying to dab away the sweat, and I don't know if you realize he had hair dye running down his face, but anyways, it was something for Democrats and liberals to make fun of. But in a serious note, Dominion Voting Systems is now suing Rudy Giuliani for $1.3 billion. $1.3 billion. Citing defamation. I told you people so. I told you Trump and Rudy, mostly Trump, I said, I believe. But back, it was around December-ish. Y'all got, all you right-wingers, my friends on the right wing, I'm proud to be a right-wing, religious, conservative, Trumper. But everybody got all excited. Oh, Dominion's, Dominion's getting lawyers. They're lawyering up because they know. They're, they're in the crosshairs of Rudy Giuliani and Donald Trump. And they're about, they're going to get it now, buddy. They're going to get it. They're lawyering up because they're scared of Trump. No, I said they're lawyering up because they're getting ready to sue Donald Trump or, or the United States itself. Well, right now they are suing Rudy Giuliani for $1.3 billion. I saw this reported uh, by Ken Blackwell, uh, should have been a governor of Ohio, but uh, it is what it is. KenBlackwell.com has this up, Dominion files $1.3 billion lawsuit against Rudy Giuliani for election claims. Dominion Voting Systems has filed a massive lawsuit against former President Donald Trump's attorney, Rudy Giuliani, for allegedly making false claims about the company during the course of the 2020 presidential election. The lawsuit, totaling 170 pages, was filed in the Federal District Court in Washington, D.C. Ooh, Rudy's in trouble because that's a really liberal court. Uh, Monday morning which was today, January 25th. It accuses Giuliani, Giuliani, the personal attorney of Donald Trump, for making demonstrably false claims on social media platforms such as Twitter and other places. The suit seeks more than $1.3 billion in damages. The lawsuit lays out a number of allegations that Giuliani made the about the company while offering 
its own refutate, refutate, refusion, <coughs> refutation. It also connects the former New York City mayor with a riot at the Capitol January 6th, the lawsuit states. During a court hearing contesting the results of the 2020 Pennsylvania election, Rudy Giuliani admitted Trump's campaign doesn't plead fraud, that this is not a fraud case. Although he was unwilling to make false election fraud claims about Dominion and its voting machines in court of law because he knew the allegations are false and he and his allies manufactured and disseminated, quote, the big lie, which foreseeably went viral and deceived millions of people into believing that Dominion had stolen their votes and fixed the election. Giuliani reportedly demanded $20,000 per day for the big lie, but he also cashed in on hosting a podcast where he exploited election falsehoods to market gold coins, supplements, cigars, good cigars, by the way, uh, cigars and protection from cyber thieves. So on his podcast, what they're saying there is Giuliani has paid sponsors and they pay him to endorse their cigar store, their cyber security thing, their gold coins, supplements and such. Even after the United States Capitol had been stormed by rioters who had been deceived by Giuliani and his allies, Giuliani shirked responsibility for the consequences of his words and repeated the big lie again. As a result of the defamatory falsehoods peddled by Giuliani in concert with Sidney Powell, Russell Ramsland, L. Linwood, Mike Lindell, the My Pillow Guy, Patrick Byrne, Lou Dobbs, Fox News, Fox Business, Newsmax, One American News Network, the Epic Times, and other like-minded allies and media outlets determined to promote false preconceived a false preconceived narrative about the 2020 election. Dominion's founder and employees have been harassed and have received death threats, and Dominion has suffered unprecedented and irreparable harm. That's from the lawsuit. So I I knew it. I knew Dominion was lawyering up to file a lawsuit because there were a lot of really serious allegations. And a lot of things may or may not have been true. You know, I, I've seen videos of people, you know, placing uh, a memory card into a voting machine and totally changing vote results without anybody being able to see it. And some audits, like Antwerp County in Michigan, did show that votes were flipped from Trump to Biden. But you know what? 
you have to be able to audit every Dominion machine in America to prove these big allegations that Trump and Giuliani were putting forth. <coughs> I've said things on this podcast and quoted them, uh, Trump and Giuliani. Assuming they knew what they were talking about. We know the state of Texas refused to use Dominion voting machines. And they were subjected to a lot of scrutiny and such. The company itself, uh, its voting machines and whatnot. Now, if Giuliani... I don't know what he's going to do. That's $1.3 billion is a hell of a lot of money. I'm sure Trump and other allies of Giuliani will come to his aid, at least I hope, um, because they certainly owe it to him. He was one of you know a handful of people uh, of his stature that went out and fought for Trump. People of you know, Giuliani's stature and uh, respect in the nation, you know, didn't really run to Trump's aid. So hopefully his allies, you know, come to his help. Uh, how he's going to fight this lawsuit, I don't know. But that Washington, D.C. court is one liberal shite hole. And he's, he's in a world of hurting. Um, I'll try to remember to put the link to this KenBlackwell.com article uh, on Face or on YouTube and uh, Rumble so you guys can read it for yourselves. But with that, we're going way too long here. God bless you all. Thank you very, very much for listening and watching. Remember to pray for each other. Pray for President Biden. We got to pray for him. He, He is the president and he holds our fate in his hands in some ways. So, with that, God bless you. God bless America. I'll see you the next time, folks. Thank you very, very much again for listening and watching and whatever you're doing. Yeah, we like my stogie here a little bit. There we go. She was starting to go out on me. Alright. Signing out. Merry Christmas.